Well, hello, my friends. Today, uh, I have something wonderful to bring you here in the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast feed. The Stranded Panda Network has a brand new podcast, and it is very tied in with what we do here on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. It is called Source Pages, A Reading Collective, or SPARK, with a C for short. Uh, it is... Basically, Brian V. Klein, who has been on our podcast lately and uh, who has been a contributor for a long time and a supporter of the podcast for even longer, um, and our friend Haley Hobbs, uh, who is who is best known to the podcast as the one who told us she loved us 300 and we won't let her live it down, have begun a podcast uh, where they are going to be tackling the source material for all of this lovely geeky content that we love. Basically anything geeky out there uh, that's going to be coming out in this geeky sphere, they're going to try to tackle uh, the comic books and books that it's related to. And this first episode is, uh, it's been in their feed for a few weeks, but I wanted to bring it to you guys this week since it's Black Widow week, uh, which we're so freaking excited for. But this week uh, they're covering uh, Black Widow Deadly Origins. It's a comic book where, uh, that it seems like it might have some clues or t- things that may be similar to what's going on in the Black Widow movie. If you don't like reading, it's a place where you can go to listen to people talk about the source material and sort of break it down for you. And if you love reading, it's a new book club for you. So it's really for everybody. So go in your podcatcher right now. Take your phone out. Unless you're driving. If you are, just pull over. <laughs> <laughs> Take your phone out, uh, search your podcatcher for source pages, and uh, just su- hit subscribe. And if you're on iTunes, please give them a five-star review. Wherever else you are, hit a, give them a thumbs up or a like or whatever, because they're brand new uh, Stranded Panda podcast, and we are uh, really excited to have them. And I really enjoyed this first episode. And I should mention, our very own Jeff Randall is the guest this week. So it's going to be uh, Jeff Randall talking about this Black Widow Deadly Origins with the hosts, Brian V. Klein and Haley Hobbs. So please check this out and enjoy. Oh, also, I just wanted to also mention, uh, it is the 4th of July as I record this, and today was the final day of 100 Days of Thirst on the Stranded Panda TikTok. So if you uh, get a chance, make sure to swing by the, the Stranded Panda TikTok uh, it's just at Stranded Panda and uh, show some love to Melissa uh, Khalil, who did a hundred days of Chris Evans thirst. And on 4th of July, this day of all days, we had to celebrate America's ass one more time. That's a hundred days in a row, guys. Crazy. So go check that out. You can swipe just through them and see all the funny, uh, funny and fun and thirst content on that. Uh, but enjoy this breakdown of and discussion of Black Widow Deadly Origins and the first full episode of Source Pages. Right now on this episode of Source Pages, our pilot episode, our maiden voyage, if you will, we will journey into the world of Marvel's Black Widow Deadly Origin. That adventure and much more awaits after these ads we have no control over, but... After these messages... We'll be right back. Shh. It's time for the podcast. 
Welcome back, fellow travelers, to Source Pages, a reading collective where we have fun covering novels and comics as source material, primers, or continuations for our favorite movies and TV shows. I'm Brian B. Klein. You can call me BBK. And joining me is Haley Hobbs. Haley, how are you doing? We're finally getting to do this. Finally. We've been promising it for weeks. And we're finally here. And this is just, you know, it's so exciting. It's, it's, I'm not nervous. I'm excited to do this. Kind of maybe a little anxious because I've been doing, sitting in with a whole bunch of other, uh, Stranded Panda and other podcasts for a long time now. And this is the first time where we're basically behind the wheel of it and putting our vision out there for everyone to hear and just going with it. But, and um, you better like it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't give us any <laughs> bad reviews. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> Before we get started with our topic today, I figured it would probably be good for us to tell you a little bit about ourselves, and I'll go first. I am a native Chicagoan. I have been reading Marvel comics, which we're covering comics and novels, but I think our focus is going to be mainly on Marvel comics and probably the... um if we go into like the comics that are the other imprints for stuff for like Umbrella Academy or Invincible or any of the other properties that have the tie-ins from the comics, we'll probably go into it. But our main focus obviously is Marvel. And I started reading from when I saw comics at the grocery store and the, and the uh, pharmacy on the spinner racks. And then I remember the first time my dad owned record stores as a hobby and we were walking by the one that was in Villa Park where I grew up and I still live. And I saw the picture of the Wolverine miniseries, which was the Chris Claremont and Frank Miller first miniseries run, which was like 82, I think. And I saw the picture of Logan and it was just like, I got to find out what this is. And it was a comic shop, Unicorn Comics. And I walk in there and I'm just like, there are so many comics here. And that's when I started reading. I picked up old Hulk ones and X-Men and X-Factor. And first new comic I read was Web of Spider-Man. And then I started reading, of all things, Spider-Ham, you know, Peter Porker. <laughs> but other than that, you know, I'm a, a huge... I saw Star Wars in the movie theaters when I turned four in November of 1977. And speaking of Star Wars, I do a podcast on the Rebel Force radio network called The Babu Freaks. It is a podcast with four of us. We're all Chicagoans, myself, Jimmy Mack, Barry Harmon, and Tyler Page, and we just basically get together about once a month and talk about Star Wars and our collecting and our collecting of other things and just Star Wars related stuff. But it's also just an overall good time and a good hang. So check us out there. I'm a big Doctor Who fan, Tolkien, 80s cartoons. Uh, I basically have media file. I've been to thousands of concerts. I play instruments. I was a, I played hockey and baseball growing up and just pretty much a media file and everything. So I, I absorb so much because I just like having that type of information thrown at me. So that's sort of like my background. What about you, Haley? I'm going to be more of the voice of the comic novice because I just started reading them last fall when I was at home a lot with our new puppy and it was still locked down. And so I was actually really sad about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. ending. So I downloaded the Marvel Unlimited app and started reading Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. comic books. And then I kind of dropped off. So I'm really glad to have this opportunity to jump back into it. And I'm a big Star Wars Marvel person, love those franchises, and I casually tolerate DC for entertainment purposes and <laughs> really excited to be here with you and talk about Black Widow Deadly Origin. 
And that snicker you may have heard when she mentioned that other distinguished competition is our uh, special guest that we have here today. You may know him from the Monday Morning Movie Medics podcast. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> That long lived, long running. Such a bird. Wow. And also, you do wow. another one too, aren't you? On the uh, the D. No, no, the, the yeah, we know who he is. It's it, this is Jeff Randall from the Marvel Cinematic Hi. Universe podcast. How you doing, Jeff? Uh, I'm I'm hurting now because you're regretting uh, his decision to do this. You, you <laughs> struck me straight in the ego. <laughs> well, like, I mean that oh. is that the 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 MMMM is sort of like your. It was my baby. Still kind of is. And we're still sitting on four episodes of Pirates. Yes, I know. <sighs> Are those sitting in the production hell right now over in Europe? No, 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 no. They're they're on my Google Drive. We just haven't recorded the bumpers to actually post them. It's it's at like the home stretch and it's been that way for like four months. So it's not I like you don't have me. anything else going on, right? <laughs> yeah, like one, one or two things. Yeah, it's not like we're waking up on Wednesday mornings early to record and watch Loki and who's then, waking up. I'm staying up. <laughs> oh, I can't do that. But I mean, you've heard sometimes when we're recording the episode, my alarm's going off when yeah. uh, we're getting done with it. Like, Oh, I guess there goes yep. that. Yep. So there goes that idea of more sleep. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's why I, yeah. I, I sleep in random times now during the week just to catch up on it. Cause then we got the Wednesday night after dark and trivia, but hey, you know what? It, it's all fun anyway. So yeah. Thankfully, I've been uh, I've been on kind of a um, uh, sort of a break almost, or or a, a holding pattern on my project at work, uh, my big project at work, and um, it's allowed me to get some naps in during the day. So it's been <laughs> it's been a little easier to uh, exist. But uh, that may be coming to a close, or you know, I'll just throw more things on because you know that's how you make a fire bigger, right? Is throw more things on. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, my main thing is I can normally survive with it if I'm active, but like today, it sort the of second you me. slow down. Oh yeah, dead. I sat down <laughs> after I came home from work, and I'm like, I got 45 minutes of dinner. I'm gonna throw on doing a watch of uh, My Hero Academia, and I got four minutes in, and next thing you know, it's like an episode later because I just fell asleep for half an hour. <laughs> And then I fell asleep again after it. It's like, son of a bitch. So if I'm not moving around, it's just like the body's, I'm good to go. But as soon as it stops, it's like, okay, you're stopping. Okay. Shut down completely. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but I do agree. Sometimes those little naps during the day, 20 minute naps, half hour, just are good to, you know, it might've been good like for the several hours and I wake up. I'm like, what day is it? <laughs> you freak out. You're just like, oh my God, did I miss work? Like, wait yeah, no right. second, I'm actually Somebody working. call me. Have I, have I missed all the calls? <laughs> it's actually Saturday morning. So <laughs> anyways, okay. So what we're talking to discuss today is. <laughs> we're all over the place. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, we're, we're finding our, we're finding our, our feet here. You know, it's going to be. Finding the tangents. Yeah. I want this to be a fun discussion where it's not just like a, we're not lecturing people. It's sort of like, I want it to have a feel of where people are listening. Like it's just, we're sitting around at a bar, having a few beers, talking about stuff that we like. They're supposed to be beer. What the hell? I didn't get that memo (laughs) and I'm upset. It's BYOB. We're all. All right. Pause this. I'll be back. (laughs) (laughs) Two hours later. And we're back. And now we're actually, we're back about <laughs> half hour later. We've all had four beers. And so now. 
What a terrible idea. (laughs) Yeah, right. If you actually want to see how we are when we are have been drinking and talking about stuff, then you got to join Stranded Panda After Dark on Wednesday nights on Twitch. But um, (laughs) anyway, so (laughs) twitch.tv slash Stranded Panda TV. It's where the fun happens. Um, (laughs) Black Widow. Black Widow. Deadly Origin. Deadly Origins. <laughs> it's because there's a movie coming out, I think. I finally. I, it's in like two weeks or something. Like this small thing you probably haven't heard of. I'm literally, very excited. Oh, I, <laughs> literally, I, it made me think two weeks from right now, I will be sitting. Actually, no, I'm seeing the five o'clock showing, so it'll probably be getting out about right now. Going, <laughs> oh my God, that was awesome. You'll probably be getting out of the five o'clock and going into the next one. Right? <laughs> um, I have- that's how I did. That's how I did uh, Iron Man one. Whenever it first came out, I went to like a it was a nine p.m. showing, and then I was like, "That was so amazing!" <laughs> I like got food, went back to the theater, and did the midnight showing. <laughs> I've done I that twice crazy. recently with one of the with um with Rogue One and with Infinity War where we did the, the preview showing and then later. But then also with those movies, I'll go to the Friday showing. I'll take Friday off work and then Saturday. Because yeah. I got the, if anyone that likes going to movies and you have enough AMC theaters, and we're plugging in all this stuff. We're not getting any residuals. I'm just telling you good hints here. The AMC <laughs> Stubbs A-list is freaking phenomenal. Cost you 20 bucks a month. You get up to 12 tickets. And I have in Oak Brook, Illinois here, the, the Dolby Theater. And it's, 52 speakers. There's a subwoofer under your seat. It's got like 8K resolution. It's an $18 ticket. You buy two of those, you got your month filled already. And you can go 10 more yeah. times. You can go up to three times a week to AMC theaters. And mm. it's it's ridiculous. So I like it. Yeah. it's like it. it was one of those things. I remember when a couple of years ago, they had that ticket, whatever, that weird ticket thing that ended up people were abusing it. It just went away. But now when you're specific to a theater chain, and we'll talk later on in future episodes how you can actually maximize all this stuff too because it links to your Disney movie reward. So every time you go see a movie, you get Disney points. And so that's why I have a whole bunch of movie posts. I have every single theatrical movie poster for MCU and I've got all the Loki and WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier posters and Bad Batch because you gain points from going to see movies that you could redeem for cool stuff. I think we need to start a different podcast about that. Like how to maximize your swag intake. <laughs> Put that if on the board. Like, yeah. Yeah. If yeah. you like swag, go to Stranded Panda and click on the affiliate links because they got a lot of affiliates there. <laughs> Speaking <so>. of swag. <laughs> but I, I was actually, I was looking earlier today uh, for, for Black Widow shirts that we might be able to promote with this episode. Because uh, there are some nice Black Widow shirts on Fifth Sun that we can, uh, that we can offer a link to an affiliate link to when I purchased a couple ones there last weekend, I, I probably window shopped for 45 minutes going, Oh, that's such a cool design. Oh, that's <laughs> such a, Oh my Lord. Yes. And then I did, I ended up buying four shirts. I'm just like, okay, that's <laughs> fine. That's it's, it's, it's cool. Yeah. Sir. I, I need, I needed to replenish my, uh, my shirt, my shirt, um, collection anyway. Yeah. Um, but it's so a black widow. Black Widow, Deadly Origins. Deadly Origins. It was a original four-part miniseries that came out uh, January to April of 2010. So it was pretty much right around the two-year mark of the MCU when it was out. So it sort of had... Uh, Natasha was already introduced by then because she was introduced yeah, in... that was mm-hmm. in Iron Man 2. Well, that was in 2010, though, because there was no 20, not 2009 movie, right? So Iron Man 2 came out in May of 2010. So this would have come right. out right before that. So this could have almost been like a primer for her. Almost. So... But um, it was written by Paul Cornell, 
who has done a lot of stuff with Marvel. He's mainly, his other big thing was he was in the Dark Reign series. He wrote the uh, Young Avengers, and he also wrote Dark X-Men line, the run. And then he wrote um, three of the Doctor Who episodes for David Tennant's run. Hmm. And um, so he has, he has, he's actually, he does a lot of his, his, He's been around the block. a ton of Doctor Who comics writings too. So he's okay. he's he's big in the genre stuff. I was uh, a real big fan of of Dark Rain, uh, just as a as a concept and mm-hmm. an event. You know, it's such a such a scary thing. But we're not here to talk about that one. We're not here to talk about that. One. <laughs> um, the only other I think we, we could have... be going that direction in the MCU, though. But that's mm-hmm. beside the point. Beside the point. If we see, yeah, if we see Norman Osborn show up sometime, then we think that could be where it's going. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, the only other like uh, stats here: Tom Rainey and John Paul Leon or Leon. Not really sure. Um, I'm actually pretty good at naming or pronouncing these people's names because I listened to the This Week in Marvel podcast where they talk about the current, you know comic books and they're always butchering their names and the next week's like yeah we butchered that guy's name and here's how you actually pronounce it and like well now i already have the original name in my head but so sorry to john paul leon or leon i'm sure you're not listening to this but if you are whichever one let us know Uh, (laughs) (laughs) we'll get it right yeah this is this is a story that is a i'm not sure how many times natasha's origin has been um because marvel is very good with changing or rebooting people's origins slightly different there's always going to be a, a yeah. base to it hers is going to be she's an orphan she's went to the red room yada 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 yeah the the major points are always there you you've got the main story beats of was orphaned got brought in by some guy named ivan whenever in the time stream that is <laughs> and uh brought into the red room and then uh, made into an assassin and then went to go like transferred to shield in some way. Like mm-hmm. those are the major beats. And, you know, we're it seeing something similar to that in, uh, in the MCU coming up. And this one, like you said, like, um, like you're saying, just, it hits all those beats. It hits those, those major, like, it takes all the boxes. Yeah. And then and it does then, it really fast. And then it's like moving it, on. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, you know, the story. And yeah. then like, just kind of breezes past it <laughs> to tell us this other story. So Haley, do you want to give a quick just clip notes rundown of what happens in the story? Sure. Essentially, uh Ivan warns Natasha that this protocol has been activated against her called Ice Pick and she finds out what it does and she tries to stop it, but really at the end we find out that it was all a plot by Ivan to kind of win her over in a really sick and creepy way and uh Short story is he loses. That part of the story is, yeah, like I said, it's a four part miniseries and it was, had a normal beats to it. And then it gets to the fourth part and you're going, wow, that took a turn. Yeah. It got yeah. kind of, it got kind of, you know, the only person I could think of, it got kind of a Woody Allen vibe to it where it the did. guy was basically in love with his adopted daughter. Oh, no. And wow. so. That's what Haley went. Yeah, so this where we went. Oh wow! I mean, it's it's the (laughs) truth, and it's. I mean, it's not. I'm saying nothing bad about Woody Allen, but that's what happened. Just facts. (laughs) Yeah, just the facts. Yep. Um, yep. (laughs) 
Ivan creates this thing called the ice pick protocol, which is Nat had nanites put in her body. And when it's activated, in a long story short, anyone she had physical contact with over her life was also infected with these. And it triggers them to just start killing people, the people that have them or uh, any of her ex-lovers, because Ivan, her adopted father, was in love with her. And he obviously, I mean, he attempted, he made a pass at her and she's just like, yeah. It's like, no, thank you. Yeah, like, no. And I don't I, think of you this way, Ivan. No. <laughs> Not I mean, way. it's it's the, you know, tale as old as time, right? Tale as old as time. Right. <laughs> it's, guy gets friend zoned, guy thinks sticking around for decades. <laughs> just being a friend is going to is going to make her fall in love with him and then tries to make a pass and then uh, kills everyone she's ever loved or attempts to. And uh, it's like, now you only have me, right? Tales all the time, right? Tales all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one of those, yeah, yeah I'm, the, I'm the last best option, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the last man on earth. Um. It's one of those things, too, if you go back and watch, because she would be in a situation where she was, like, involved with, she was a p- part of the, um, what group was she in when she was with Hercules? That was... Champions. The Champions. And so they're at Champions headquarters, and yeah, Ivan she was leading. There. Yeah, she was leading that. Ivan's there. And then there's another one with, like... Uh, she's Ivan, with Ivan was basically like her Jarvis the whole time. Yeah, yeah, he shadows her wherever she goes, and then he'll disappear for like years on end, and then come back, and then he's just like with her, and you're thinking, okay, it's he was her father figure, and he's just there to protect her or do whatever, and then you realize like, no, he's actually trying to get some, and that's what is when you go back and I read it a second time today, the whole thing just without stopping to take notes, and I'm going, it's creepy now. When in hindsight, the second time through, because you're going, wow, this is that's not the direction I was thinking they were taking with the story. It's a it's a good story with the, the all the plot points, because the one thing I did appreciate about this is that they do a lot of you're in present day because she's trying to figure out the ice pick protocol. And then there's a lot of flashbacks. And that's where we get our two artists from is because there's one artist that does the present art. And then there's one artist that does the flashbacks art. Oh, interesting. Oh, OK. So if you notice that it's different, the ones, the flashbacks mm-hmm. are a little less detailed and more angular and the yeah, present the, ones. The flashbacks, the flashbacks looked a lot like the old school comics. Yeah. Yes. Like it, it looked a lot more cause you know, there's, there's a pretty big difference between the old school comics and, and com or, uh, uh modern comic art. Oh, and, yeah. um, they did a really solid job. I thought of, uh, of bringing that old school style into, uh, into modern comics, yeah. especially when she had that gigantic collar, that like yeah. Doctor Strange style <laughs> collar with the short hair. Yeah. Whoa. Basically, there were some design choices on fashion. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. And I think it had to do with the time period because this was one, like we were saying earlier, it's a gnat that could have been tied more closely into the MCU character, which we know she was born in what, 1984. In the MCU time frame, but in this one, she was born in 1928. And it had to do with, uh, because one of the, that's what the original character was when it was introduced. So when they were showing her time frame when she was 10 years old, basically she was born, uh, she got, uh, a town was being, what was it? A town was being, uh, 
it was uh, 1928. What, the, what, what war was going on in 1928? Was there a war going on in 1928? Because there, there was like a battle or something. Well, they flash forward to when she's in, it's World War Two. Two when she was like 10 or when she left, mm-hmm. when Ivan passed her off to Taurus Romanov. But they already knew that she was a Romanov because when that lady's like, take her, this is a Romanov. Which, by the way, they, they jump back and forth because they go with uh, Natasha Romanoff and then Natalia Romanoff, Romanoff, which Romanovna. is Romanovna. Romanovna. The female version of Romanoff in Russian. Hmm. That's right. They do say that a lot in there. Is that it's the, the female. And it depends on who's talking to her is what they mm-hmm. address it as. But we all, we, I mean, in the comics, it's easier because it's, you're seeing who they, uh, who they are talking to. Uh, not to go off on a different thing, but like when we're, when we're reading Dune, there's characters that have 15 different names. And sometimes when they're just talking about that character, you go, which one is this? In a comic, at least you could see who they're talking about because it's more visual medium. But, uh, back to this, the, that whole story seemed pretty much spot on for what it was. 10 years old, she gets put into the, it's, it's basically the Ivan and Taurus are Russian nationals because all of a sudden one day they, they pass her off and Joseph Stalin just happens to be there. Like witnessing, just just witnessing <laughs> yeah. this act of communism, true <laughs> Russian pride type thing. Like, wow. Okay. Yep. It's like a, uh, like a, like a tag and bing type thing from star Wars or uh, <laughs> what's those, the, the two guys from um, Shakespeare that always seem to be at all the important events, but are always off to the side. Was that Guildenstern and Rosencrantz? Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, they're they're always there, but they're never on street. They're always like like Tag and Bink in Star Wars are the guys that are on the Death Star, but they they happen to leave right before it blows up, and then they're on Hoth, but they come late, so they don't get ba- like they're always in the scenes, but they're never in the main thing. They're always off to the side of it. So it's just like I was like, oh here, Joseph Stalin just happens to pop into. Um, <laughs> into the story, which is also the same with how they promote this. Like if you look at the the promotion art, there's Nat and then there's Logan. Yeah, this is gonna be a Logan's gonna be in the story. Nope. For like what, four panels? <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, not like very two long. pages maybe. Yeah, well but she's sparring with him when he's like when she's like twelve years old, I think, like after she'd already been in the red room for two years. And then uh, mm-hmm. Logan's main job for going there because they, she calls him little uncle Lowen, little uncle, oh, little, little uncle Logan. Lol. Nailed Lol. it. <laughs> and then he kills Taurus, which was her, uh, the guy that, uh, Ivan passed her off. So she's only been with him for two years. He was one that put her in the school. And, but she, at that time when they're talking, she has no memory of Ivan at that time. Like she doesn't, yep. she forgets who she is. So she's pretty much her main thing is that she can't always remember her backstory. Is she a member of the Bolshoi ballet? Is she a member of the red room? You yes. Know, yeah. that, they that kind tra- of use that line. I, I can't keep track of the lies I'm telling. Can't keep my lies straight, which is like a callback. Right. And that's pretty much, like I said, that's, that's consistent with what, um, her secrets have secrets. <laughs> exactly. Her hair's so big. <laughs> <laughs> you got to put the secret somewhere, right? Um, <laughs> The other thing, okay, and so, and this is what I've always wondered too, because they mention it only in passing at the one point in Winter Soldier, is that Nat is a big member of the Red Room, which is a Russian espionage thing that supposedly wasn't real, but is. Did she ever have any interaction with the Winter Soldier? Because he is another big Russian 
project. And in the movie, it's just like she didn't know who she was until she got shot uh, with that, what the Iranian scientist and she shot him. He, he shot him through her. That's why she has the bullet hole in her, her stomach, which she yeah, says, oh, that's why she, she can't wear the bikinis. <laughs> she can't wear bikinis anymore. Right. right. That's how this, she knew who Bucky was. Yeah. Or that's how she knew who the winter soldier was. Correct. Thank you. But in this, they make it seem like they have a lot more involved past, even to the point to where we find out that basically Nat has a version of this super soldier serum that keeps her from aging and it healed her. She doesn't have the powers from it, but she got, Ivan got seriously injured. And so this was in 1956. So she was 18. And the Winter Soldier offers them a cure in order to exchange for her renewed loyalty. Because after she fled the Red Room, after um, she let she let Logan go after he killed Terrace. Yeah, and so because she liked Logan more than Terrace. Yeah, <laughs> which is yeah, exactly. You don't. I mean, this Terrace is the guy that's you know the, the special school. You know, he find out ends up being the thing that's making Aaron Logan didn't killer. put me in a special school. <laughs> Creepy yeah. mentor number one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. He's just the he's the cool uncle. Um, so they give her they give her the soul they give her, and Ivan because Ivan gets seriously injured because she he finds her. That's the main. That's one of the other through storylines in this uh, in this comic is that. Ivan's there and then he's gone for years and then he's yeah. back and then he's gone for years. And then it seems back. to be a through line for him is that he, he pops back up in her life when, uh, the story needs him to, but also when, uh, I guess it seems like an opportune moment for him to try to reconnect. Right. Um, she's usually in a vulnerable spot. Yeah. God, he's so like, the more <laughs> we talk about him, the more I'm like, this guy is just a genuine top shelf creep. Yeah. Totes. And it's it's her adopted father, and yeah. it's not even the word because he he got her when she was born until she was like ten. So that's just like okay. Besides that's that, point, up. um, <laughs> what that does then is they also she she ends up becoming the Black Widow, the top person in yeah. the Red Room. So the much original. so that they and she uses that she uses that notoriety to her advantage. Like you guys want to have a drink with the original Black Widow, and the guys were like. Yes. <laughs> yes, we please. do. Please, may yeah. I? Like, cool. Let me know what iceberg protocol is. Yeah, and they're, they're like, like, okay. I don't even know what that is, but here's a computer. I think we'll um, have a drink. The login is. Yeah, right. My password is Red Room. Um, <laughs> it's like that easy. What? Um, <laughs> One, two, three, four. What? <laughs> Who does that's, that? This my the combination. Is that? <laughs> it's a combination of my luggage. Um, <laughs> Wow. Shout out to Spaceballs. Shout um, out to Spaceballs. <laughs> Alexi. Alexi well, yeah, Shostakov. Shostakov. Mr. Red Guardian himself. Mr. Red Guardian. Now, is, he, <laughs> is Alexi, is um, is Sheriff Hopper's character in okay, <laughs> David Harbour? I call it David Sheriff Harbour. Harbour. I mean, that's where everyone knows him from, from Stranger Things. No, um, yeah, he went He went through the, the Upside Down and emerged in Russia and is now the Red Guardian. But she ends up marrying him, and then he's a yeah. successful like test pilot. Who then they fake his death because um, one of the lines was is that he basically says that she's like impossible to live with. Yeah, and yeah. it's like so that's how much you when you went and faked your death. You're the Red Guardian. You're, I mean, he's pretty much just like the 
it almost seems like in the the trailers and stuff we've seen from the movie, Alexi is going to be like her father figure. Yeah, yeah. It seems we're we're do we're doing away with Ivan, which I'm okay Maybe. with. Right, but he's still in the IMC because remember in Endgame, yeah, daughter of Ivan, daughter of is Ivan what, <laughs> is what uh, Red Skull told her on Vormir. Now, with that being said, I hope that they do not bring that this storyline into that to where Red Guardian is lusting over Nat in the MCU. No, that no, I don't just like, so. no. They're no, even I think, like setting up that dad daughter relationship with their promo stuff with oh David my Harper's god yes. dad jokes. <laughs> oh, yeah, his dad hilarious. jokes have been so good. So I think he's oh. gonna be the good dad father figure. He already <laughs> is the best dad father figure. <laughs> So it it feels like uh, a lot of the story beats from this comic. I guess we're transitioning into how is this going to apply to the upcoming film, right? No, they, yeah, of, I mean, we, we sort I mean, of. It's free for all. We always could jump back because I still want to talk about that end, the last issue because that's where it went off the wall, balls off ass wall. crazy. Like <laughs> seriously, like did they just so, have this idea? Like we got here, how do we finish it? Right, let's drink a bottle of tequila and see what happens. <laughs> So she's infiltrating, uh, this, this, you know, frozen headquarters or whatever, where she's trying to figure out where ice pick protocol is. That feels a lot like, uh, cause she had the white suit on and everything. Mm-hmm. Yes. It feels a lot like that same white suit scenario in the movie that we've seen. And I'm betting that's where she's getting, uh, Alexi out. Like she's going to try to find, you know, what, um, what this thing is that they've been holding on to, or, you know, they, there's this like, you know, Russian super weapon or some sort of something that they've been holding on to in this place, you know, in this lockdown facility, uh, turns out it's actually a prison and it's actually her dad figure. And, you know, like, let's escape with him. That's how I see it happening. And that's, that's the through that's line the parallels. Christ. Yeah. That's the parallels and <laughs> three and through line that I'm seeing on yeah. that. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I can see I'd that. Be okay with that. The Alexi character in the movie is going to be more of the father figure and not a love interest in here. Cause they yeah. have, there really is not that many. I mean, it's obviously the Black Widow, uh, comic story and there's not many. She jumps around with so many. Uh, I'm going to say jump around because they sort of, there's jump one, around. there's one, <laughs> there's one storyline in here where it's pretty much she's Ivan comes back after how many years gone and basically chastises her for being a femme fatale. I mean, that's basically his mm-hmm. words. Uh, she marries yeah. people that are usually like in the tech side and then they're dead. And this is at the time when she was with Tony Stark. Yeah. And then there was just like, she, he gets, oh, yeah. he, he gets on to her and he's just like, yeah, dude, I'm not having any of this stuff. And then that's when <laughs> you're not like, going to black widow bite me, baby. No, nah, he gets onto it. And then it flash forward to a year later and she's with Clint and Clint's all gung ho about taking Tony Stark down. And then there was just like, okay. And then that fell apart. And then like a year later, he's with Bobby Morris, who's Mockingbird, who ends up, that's when we find out about the, that was the end of episode or issue two, where she gets activated with the ice pick protocol, uh, nanites yeah. and starts going after Clint. Yeah. I really hope that we don't have a, a story about nanites. <laughs> No, the, no, like I don't think they're controlling nanites in the uh, in the movie upcoming. That just that feels a little uh, heavy handed and way, way too out there. OK, no. So speaking about out there. So the way at the beginning of the story where she finds out about the ice pick protocol is that Ivan calls her and she's like all excited, like I haven't heard from you in years. And, she, and um, he's basically like, 
they're coming after me. They ice pick protocol is activated and then he's dead. And then she goes to the morgue and they're like, how do you notice him? They cut his head off. And they're like, well, he, they, they did DNA scans and there's like a mark on his hand or something, but on the wallets wrote iceberg protocol activated. I will kill everyone you love. Yeah. Which seems extreme. Forward, it seems a bit extreme because you don't know what the, the genesis of this whole thing is. And like we've said, it's because it, it was initiated by Ivan to kill all the well, former lovers that. of, but well, at the end we yeah. find out that it's Ivan created we this find out later that it, it was designed to kill all the ex-lovers of nat because she he was in love with her and then somehow she goes this is another crazy thing too so it's going great she finds all of her ex-lovers the hercules one was kind of cool because all of a sudden it's like he's in the middle of like a like a harem or something and like all five <laughs> women are going after him yeah, and then they subdue them and for some reason hercules has a <laughs> uh, has a power that is able to pinpoint the direction of the source of the signal of this or something. Cause he's like, he's like going that direction. He's like, I have a goal. It's that way. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I'm so it happens, to, it happens it's to like be like a, a Herculean bearing. <laughs> yeah. Like quest that way. Yeah. My quest lies that direction. <laughs> yeah. So then all of a sudden, um, th- before that, there's a little bit of a scene because, um, we were talking about it before we started recording and a lot of the stuff, pin it, it, it basically i wouldn't necessarily call it slut shaming but they're pretty much but that's pretty much what slut yeah, there's their slut shaming <laughs> yeah, for being you know a little hussy and getting around with everybody and oh she ends up we glossed over this too she ends up getting the the antidote from this and she has to kiss uh, mockingbird because it she doesn't have to well she doesn't have to but you know <laughs> it was just the fastest way to the best Deliver way to get the counter nanites. <laughs> totally. Direct contact. <laughs> <laughs> That's the quickest. Well, she said contact. like, she said like, I could, I could have just touched her with my hand like this, but you know, I'm always one for theatrics. <laughs> what? <laughs> That and was, that was a creepy comic writer being like, mm, I want the ladies. Yes. <laughs> like he's playing with his toys. He's like, now kiss. <laughs> Which, yeah, we should have saw that as a little bit of a foreshadowing, but it's like, you yeah. know, <laughs> Mockingbird and Black Widow, you know, nothing wrong with that. Um, but then it turns out that that was given to her by Nick Fury. And so yep. we, we know that she has the history with that. But then there's scenes where she is, what was the, 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 the every scene, like she's, uh, there's a flashback to her meeting uh, Yelena. There's a flashback to her meeting um, some of the Avengers. And there's a flashback to her meeting with like Matt Murdock and then Luke Cage. And her through line with all those is it's the right thing to do. Yep. Like she is. I that's she, what heroes do. Yeah. <laughs> the right thing. So, but okay. So now this is where it starts going off the, the walls crazy. So when Hercules points to the direction she ends up going to a hammer launch facility and happens to like hijack a space shuttle <laughs> to go into space where a Russian dreadnought space carrier is, which is a, a long lost battleship from long ago, Russia. And there is an Imperial dynamo. So anyone that doesn't like crimson dynamo is a Russian soldier, like an armored soldier, which actually uh, Alexei was a red dynamo, I think. Because she meets up with him again after she thinks he's dead later on when she's going back and doing some of her missions. But then all of a sudden, there's this, um, it's an Imperial Dynamo and it's Ivan. 
the reason why they beheaded him is they took his brain and spinal column and put him into this giant robot that looked like him with the mustache and everything. And I'm going, uh, wait, where is this going now? Yeah, right. that, they went to this whole thing, and then all of a sudden, it's like we're going to space. <laughs> in it, it space, like, yeah, in space. <laughs> it felt like a real uh, Arnim Zola kind of take on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. with the whole like, like, let's put his brain. I have put my mind into this machine. <laughs> but that's just how delusional standing he is. in my brain. <laughs> He thinks it's delusional enough that think, he thinks that this is finally going to win her over. Yeah. Because he's now like, that hey, I've got Robocock, she's going to want it. <laughs> because that's when we flash back to like they're in Paris when she he, she makes a pass at her and she's like, no. Pass, and uncle. He's a, and he's got a robo mustache. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you can't. It's goofy. <laughs> It's so goofy. <laughs> you have to show that you're Russian by having this gigantic push for mustache. I mean, the way I could picture him though is imagine what Colossus looks oh, like. Yes, with a robo yep. with a robotic mustache. Robo mustache. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That must be a bitch to trim. Um, <laughs> no, it never grows. It doesn't grow. The only part of him that does grow. <laughs> he yeah. said this new body's fully equipped. Yeah. He makes God, it. He why ma- is it so weird? He makes it. Why is it so creepy? He makes it evident that that is what this is designed for. Because he finally thinks he can win over his adopted daughter that had already said no before. What the hell? And it's just so. Basically, what happens is she does this stalling technique where she ends up using her nanobites to take his new nanobites, which then counteracts it, shuts him down. They blow him and out. Or how does him. they? They, they turned off the gravity, and then no, it was he, all she of turned the, off the gravity, and then she. She touched him or she the brain somehow, right? Oh, yeah. She had control of all of his functions. Yeah. Yeah. She shut him down in his new form. Her little, her counter nanites uh, took well, she over She injected and him with them. the bad nanites. Yeah. She yeah, hacked she had, him. She hacked him because she got the nanites from the brandy glass. Because he was sitting there. Yeah, he's a robot That's and he right. was drinking brandy. It's like he doesn't have a stomach. The only thing natural about him is his brain and his spinal maybe, column. Maybe he was synthesoid. Like, well, like, no, Vision didn't drink or eat either. No, I retract that statement. <laughs> so basically, like he he gives that gives him one chance to say he's sorry for all this, and what he, he and said, he's like, "Call I'm me by my real name," and then he doesn't. So she kills him. His brain and, explodes. Yeah. So it's basically this, like, a, it's like a, it reminds me of almost like a general grievous moment where it's just like kill the, the natural part of him and it's just done. Boom. The only thing yeah. that's uh, organic. And then she uh, then activates all of the missing nukes on the, on yeah. the dreadnought. And like, can we talk about the radiation that she's, that is going to be raining down over the earth at this point? It's inconsequential because that's, that's, that's Doesn't the next matter. writer and the next story to talk yeah, about. Like, there's no consequences. Yeah, exactly. I mean, she just jettisons on out of there drinking vodka, like <laughs> out of a juice, bar, out of a, it's like a Capri Sun thing. But the one thing it did say <laughs> is <laughs> I want a Capri Sun vodka thing. Come on. Why not me? This is what I need in my life. Capri Sun vodka. Um, oh God. She sets the dreadnought self-destruct at 20 minutes and then she gives because she's feeling generous. Because she feels generous, she gives the <laughs> evacuation alarm to let the wow. crew escape. So because I, she's feeling merciful today. That's what it said. So yeah, it's sort of like yeah, that's her character building today. that she's because she has 
during the whole thing, a lot of times, not even when she was trying to explain herself, she's having the, she can't remember who she is a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. it's like the programming, the Red Room programming comes and overtakes her. And yeah, yeah. Well, with the, uh, with the, the dreadnought, um, blowing up, I, I got really strong, uh, movie vibes from where they were, where it looked like they were on, uh, yeah, things on, were like falling a from the sky. Or something. Yeah. And it looked like pieces of a helicarrier that she was, you know, weaving between, uh, with the fight. Oh, with, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. with Taskmaster. Fight with Taskmaster. That's a thing. Yeah. We'll come back to that. Sorry. But yeah, it, it felt a lot like that. Like maybe she's going to do a, a very similar thing to that here or in, you know, here being in the movie. So, you know, maybe we'll see her just blow that up and be kind of surfing down <laughs> all after, the pieces. After she runs into uh, a yeah, creepy uncle or creepy dad think, robot. I think um, they're swapping out creepy uncle dad robot for, uh, for Taskmaster. Taskmaster. Okay. Well, and there's a guy though. in the red room in the one of the trailers. There's the man and the woman. And does he say yeah. bring her home? I think, I think so. so. So there may be some creepy Ivan-like man person. You anyway? It's don't want it. He'll go this creepy. I have I a feeling that I have a feeling that Alexi in the movie is going to be more of the person that worked in the red room and sort of raised them. Because they don't really. It's not good. Because in this one, it almost seems like she was raised one hundred percent by the Red Room, or that he was in because he's Red Guardian, so he still had he's got the training from the the government and was going with through it with her. And so, because there's obviously a big age difference in the characters between Red Guardian and even uh, Yelena. I mean, there's yeah. got to be good twenty five mm-hmm. years Yelena. there. But then again, we don't know because of the one thing in this comic that brought up is the fact that she got a modified uh, shot of the secret serum, secret soldier serum, which super basically soldier super <laughs> serum, secret soldier. Secret I mean, it was squirrel. probably secret super soldier serum, secret super soldier serum. One of those things. I don't know if they're going to bring. I don't know how much I would like that if they brought that storyline into the MCU. Because it's like she can, she survives everything, but she obviously couldn't survive that fall on Vormir. So that's, that, you know, that's yeah, too Ouch. soon. Always, <laughs> it's always too soon for that. Just I know, like, I, all, just like I all those things where they're promoting now, it's like drop a Black Widow is going to drop and drop soon. It's like she dropped two years ago on Vormir. Stop it! I don't like Stop that. It. I don't like it at all. I, I don't. I don't like the idea of her having a serum because. Like that's what makes her special is that she is a regular person that has just done a lot of training and has a tool for every, you know, for every situation. And, you know, she's, she's dealing with these, you know, these gods and, and monsters and, you know, super soldiers and, you know, crazy robots and magic and nothing they were ever trained for. But like, she's still, she's still, you know, She's still making a difference. She's still there. She's still showing up to do the heroic thing. I think that's what that's what makes her special is that kind of like um the guilt about her past putting her into the Captain America mentality of I have to do the right thing now. I have to make up for that. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that the super soldier, you know, even if it's a modified serum to just give her, you know, immunity to uh diseases or whatever, elongate her life. You know, even if it's that, I, I don't like it. I just nah. no. Yeah, I mean, and I, they've given a, no hints toward that, so I don't think that will be a thing. Yeah, 
it feel it would feel kind of shoehorned in to make that happen. Yeah, that's true. That's the thing that, like you were saying, makes her and Clint feel more appreciated because of the fact is that they literally have nothing more than right. I mean, Tony's got his suit and his money, but he uses that. He's also got oh, the he's brain. also super smart. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> in, in essence, Hawkeye's same thing too is that he's got basically perfect aim, but that had to be a skill that he honed. It wasn't like a yep. natural ability he had. So those are the ones that, you know, it makes you feel a lot better at the end of the day when that's the thing that is saving you is a, is a developed ability that you have, not just something that yeah. you can do. I could be like them. I could be one of the Avengers. <laughs> if I just, yes, you could. Shoot, let's do it. If I just shoot a bow and arrow real good, a lot. <laughs> That's yeah. all it takes. It's usually That's the punchline they have with him is like, yeah, I ran out of arrows, so I'm done. And I'll yeah, sit right. back and watch you guys the rest of the time. So, um, If anybody could throw me an arrow, <laughs> be great. Anything. I can shoot whatever. Give me a pool stick. I'll break it in three. Yeah. <laughs> I got three shots now here. Shave it down. <laughs> um, another thing that the three of us could probably discuss briefly here is we all read the two prelude comics which is a cool thing that marvel's been doing pretty much since the beginning of the mcu is that they release these prelude comics it's usually two or three issues right before the movie came out so these actually came out in february and in march of last year because it was supposed to come out in may yeah. and these ones were Ugh. cool because they took her mcu story from the vantage point of uh what was this the secretary councilwoman of, holly yeah councilwoman holly saying telling Thunderbolt. General Thunderbutt Ross. <laughs> Thunderbutt. They, they even called them, yeah. <laughs> that they're, they're going at, because this is basically right before the movie takes place, so they're flashing back to her saying, Nat saved my life when she impersonated her in Winter Soldier. And then they go through her whole story of mm-hmm. her, 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 her whole arc in the MCU so far with more details coming in with it. More yeah. than just because there's sometimes when these preludes are just them making the person's point in like for when like Civil War came out, it was the Winter Soldier movie pretty much in comic form. Yeah. Sometimes they do like that, but then there's also times that are like Ant Man's prelude was Scott Lang doing the thing that got him thrown into jail. That's the story in his prelude. That's cool because yeah. it's the prelude. Before Avengers, it was Fury's big week. Yeah. So that's why I mean it's worth it. And again, all these things, it, not just because of this show, but. Marvel Unlimited is serious. I get lost in that thing. So there's, there's oh, yeah. 40,000 comics, man. They have every, I mean, pretty much, and they're adding more stuff all the time. They've got stuff from way back in the golden age to now they've moved it to where it's three months after an issue comes out is where you put it on there. It used to be six months. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm about to start reading King in Black because, uh, that just hit. Yeah. Like, that just recently dropped on there. And I was like, Oh, I've been waiting on this guy because I've been seeing that character of null, you know, null, the, yeah. the symbiote. <clears throat> and like, I've been seeing that, that all over the Marvel website and everything. Like anytime I'm Googling something, I'm like, who the hell who is, is this guy? guy? But I don't want to like go to my local comic shop and drop, you know, hundreds of dollars to get a stack of comic books to bring back. I don't have that kind of time and or money. No. Um, yeah. I would much rather pay 10 bucks a month. <laughs> Tomorrow. Oh yeah, and it, I mean, I I pay the like ninety dollars a year for it, and it's just always there. I've got a big iPad or a big uh tablet, and so you're reading it. It's pretty much the size of a comic book, but it's just yeah. If you just have one of those things where you're going, I'm reading something else, and like, man, I want to read that issue of Annihilation Wave, like the whatever oh, thing. You could just pull it up there <laughs> yeah. and read it, and be like, it's there. Yeah, because they have those little notes in them a lot of times. Like this event yeah. is talking about this happened in the issue whatever of blah blah blah, and like. The best thing that they could do, or best thing, worst thing, I'm not sure if it's 
I'm not sure if it's best or worst. Uh, one thing that they could do that would be neat is to add in like a little uh, a link right there when it's like this is talking about this issue, and if that issue is in Marvel Unlimited, like just tap on that and bring Go up right that to comic it. issue, not have to search for it or anything. That would be neat. Hey, Marvel, listen to my ideas. Program this. <laughs> do it this <laughs> and way. Sponsor us. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah, that's what we can do. That you know, one's been, free. The rest of them are going to cost you. <laughs> they do have a cool feature on that while we're talking about Unlimited where you could search by like comic events. Yeah. Like, you just hit that and it's like, oh, I want to do Secret Wars 2000. Holy mm-hmm. crap. There's 57 issues in this thing. Let's start <laughs> yeah. doing it. And there's a tie in from everything. Yeah. It's like there's like, a tie in. Uh, whenever we were, whenever for the MCU cast, whenever we were doing the, um, the House of M event, uh, we read just the standard House of M, like eight issues. Uh, for the like for the comic talk but then like on my own i was just like well i'm gonna go read some other stuff in it and i was like here's some house of m dr doom stuff and here's some house of m fantastic four stuff and here's some house of m like i was just going all over the place like i I just i i need it all i need to consume it all and it was so easy to do that with marvel unlimited oh yeah that's what i did with the (laughs) the latest secret wars because you're like i want to read the thor core series i want to read the Thor core was so cool Thor core was so great but Sorry. Maybe we'll, we'll, we were talking about having maybe if there's ever, I don't see it anytime soon, but if we have any downtime where we have like a month where we're not going to cover anything, which may happen, may not grabbing a, an event from Marvel and reading the main things and some of the ancillary, it's, it would be impossible to try to do something that would be that big because it would just be us talking so for much. 10 hours. And it's so yeah. in depth and it's so good because it's a lot of that. I mean, there were so many great events like you were talking about with dark rain and the um house of m and any of that stuff it's marvel i mean you know what we're th- yep. you know what we're getting with them so it's all there anyway it's all there so any um any final thoughts on the the the, the comics we read oh yeah i um I'm on the the origins comic the not the origins comic the prelude the comic, prelude uh the two issue prelude i really liked how they um they took the scenes that we were all so familiar with from the movies and you know, when we've got, um, Ross, Thunderbutt Ross, Thunderbutt Ross, <laughs> Thunderbutt Ross talking about, um, you know, events in her past and it does like a little flashback. It's like, Oh, I remember this scene. You know, this is yeah. when, this is when she got in the ring with happy and just whooped his yeah. ass. Yeah. <laughs> and they have and like, like her hair right from every different movie yes. and her, it's oh really good. It's like nostalgic in a way almost. It is. It's nostalgic in this comic book form, but then like, they also expand on it a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they give a little bit more to the scene, a few more lines here or there. Um, just give a little bit more out of it. And it, it feels like it's nostalgic, but it's also like it's wetting the palate, you know, to, to get you ready. Like, Oh, there was more there. There was more there. I want to, I want all the behind the scenes. Yeah. Like it gets, well, it it gets me excited with Ross saying we're kind of like in this, in deadly origin, wherever she goes, bad things happen. Yeah. And so there's that parallel. And he's basically telling the councilwoman we're going after her no matter what. Yeah. Right. I like, he's like, he's like, we got, we got Sam. We got this guy. We got the ant guy. It's just like, we haven't (laughs) found that yet. And that was, you know, they had already, I mean, she wasn't really hiding anything because of the whole, um, at the end of winter soldier where she basically just put all the files out. So they knew, her story anyway. 
Yeah. So with this one, it's just a matter of, I mean, cause this, the Black Widow movie is supposed to take place pretty much right after Civil War, between Civil War, that time period when they're on the, the, the mm-hmm. Team Tony or Team Cap is on the run. Right. But she was sort of. And the, the prelude comic seems to, seems to indicate that like it's picking up right at the end of Civil War. Civil whenever, War. um, whenever Tony put, uh, Ross on, on hold, <laughs> on hold. And then, and then put his finger on the button and, you know, suited yeah. up and everything. But that was, uh, oh wait, was it? Ooh, no, it was after that. It was when Tony was sitting in the chair. And he had when he's the, back at his home. When he got the letter. Yeah, when he got the letter. Yeah, he Tony does it him again. <laughs> it was Tony Stank. So it was probably there. It's probably there. Yeah. I'm getting my uh, my putting Ross on hold mixed up. <laughs> I hope that happens they in Black just, Widow. <laughs> they all just blend together. I'm just I'm just excited to see the movie to see how much they incorporate the other characters from the Avengers and stuff into it because you know that they're all there that's what the one thing that always bothered me a little bit with some of these the standalone movies it's just like they've got these big things going on what where's the rest of the team just call them in you know yeah. so with this one i think it's more that the black widows it's it's an interpersonal thing for black widow yeah. well, so at the same not- time that's what makes those movies so good because that's kind of i don't try to dog on dc but that's kind of where dc fails where they're trying to always make everything happen all at once and everyone's always involved and then it's too chaotic and so having the standalone movies you get in a sense a bottle episode of a movie where you need to know these things are happening and yeah other people are out there but this is what's happening right now that's most important yeah this is what's happening that's most important for this character and right the stakes are relatively small as far as the character is concerned, right? Uh, but it is something they need to take care of and they can generally take care of it on their own or they don't have time to, to call their friends in. Or yeah, I guess their too, friends are, and I guess too, when it did happen, like in civil war, which was technically a captain America movie, they're like, Oh, this is just Avengers two and a half. Well, yeah. like make up your mind. <laughs> Do you want them not to have, because the main story in that is, you know, you got the Sokovia cores, but it is them getting Bucky. Mm-hmm. And getting him, you know, f- you know, clear his name, and then the whole thing with—I mean, we all know the story. So it still is focused on that, but it just happens to have all the rest of the guys in there. Yeah. yeah. So either way, so overall, I'd say that this uh, the, the the comics rewrote read the um, Deadly Origin. Wrote. Yeah, I <laughs> wrote, wrote them. We, I'm missing my paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> it's all pro bono work. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> I do enough of that. <laughs> I think the dead, I think Deadly Origins is, is a good enough story to read once they say like, it's, I mean, it's not terrible. It just, it ends weird. Like it ends yeah. like a, mm-hmm. it takes a hard turn into creep down. <laughs> yeah. Just like, did not see that. Well, that's the thing is, though, I guess it's like, we didn't, no one called that ending. Yeah. Right. You know, crazy. You wanted a surprise ending, right? <laughs> yeah. You didn't see that. Hold coming. my beer. Yeah. No one's going to guess. <laughs> you didn't see that coming. No one's going to guess a gigantic robot stepdad in love Mustachioed. with her. Yeah, mustachioed stepdad, robot, oh, whatever. Man. So <laughs> they never expect the giant robot <laughs> mustachioed <laughs> uncle. <laughs> I mean, who won? Pull me, yeah, pull me one, pull me one. Shame on you, pull me twice. How the hell did it happen twice? Come on, <laughs> why did we let this happen twice? Yeah. Seriously, that's one <laughs> thing you probably learned from the first time. Like, oh, that, mm, nope. 
nope, fool nope. me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. How, who greenlit this again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys not learn from the, the whole past? The, the history let it repeat. I don't know. Oh, okay. So, I think right. on that note, you know, we pretty much exhausted everything. We're starting to just it feels like the end of a late night Loki. We're getting a little slap happy here, but. <laughs> All right, Jeff, thank you so much for stopping in and uh, joining our discussion with this right when you're about to eat a bowl of food. No, uh, no, it's fine. <laughs> it's an audio podcast. No one can see that anyway. Yeah. So <laughs> it would have been completely unnoticed if you hadn't said anything. <laughs> oh, they couldn't hear the, the, the spoon clinking against the, uh, no, the thing. No, muted it. Where can people that are not familiar with you, and if you're not, what's wrong with you? Where can they uh, get a hold of you <laughs> at? Oh, you can find everything under the Stranded Panda umbrella at strandedpanda.com. We've got the MCU cast there. We're on all of the podcasting platforms, you know, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever it is, Stitcher, Spotify, all that jazz. Um, yeah, find us at strandedpanda.com. That's basically where everything is. And, you know, that's where our affiliate links are. You've got, you've got instructions for how to join us on Twitch on Wednesday nights for trivia. That is MCU trivia. And also there's a lot of fun after dark. Uh, what we are calling stranded panda after dark after trivia. And we've also got a, uh, a solid recording schedule for Loki, uh, either the late night Loki on Twitch or the, uh, uh, a little more collected thought Loki episodes <laughs> um, on Wednesday, right before trivia. And then also the uh, feedback and theories episodes on, on Mondays. Like we've got a, we got a solid rotation over on Twitch where we're putting these things together. Awesome. Awesome. So Haley, we did it. We got our first episode under Ta-da. our belts. Good and, job guys. Yeah. I mean, it, it helps that we have one of the, the, the pros in the game that was helping us out here. So, again, thank you, Jeff. Absolutely. Um, and thank you all for listening to what? us. Wait, there was a pro here? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was Tim. Nice speak Wait, up. Yeah, thanks, Tim. Uh, you got it. And on that note, if you remember two things, be excellent to each other and never judge a book by its movie. Love you, 300. Thank you for listening to Source Pages, a reading collective, a proud member of the Stranded Panda Network. If you would like to contact us, you can email sparkpodcast at gmail.com. That's spark with a C. Or follow us on Twitter at SourcePagesCast. For this and other great shows, you can visit strandedpanda.com or join the great community that is the Stranded Panda Chat Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash spchat. And remember, let reading spark your imagination. Taylor's old as time.